May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Yehovah's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Aman. Uh, hola, mi nombre es Kofi. ¿Cómo está? Bonjour, se me pido Kofi. ¿Se va? Ni hao. Namaste. I see you. Kamsa. Kamsa vida. Manut. Wagwan. Aloha. Habarigani. Chao. Akwaba. Matease. Etc. Jambo. Mimini Kofi. Nina Faraku. Katana Nawewe. Bokurtav. Bokurtav. Bakwartav. Bakwartav. Barakalad Sham Yehava. Shabbat Shalom. Chasrel. Shai Shai Shalom. Anai Kofi. Kuhelet at Service of Christ. Mashalam Chi. Tedach. Achi. Achi. Adzayan. Um, Aman. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor Servant to Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time, but being a voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. Thank you for being on with us one more again. We appreciate you. Thank you for spending some time with us on this rising. Hopefully, you're doing well. It's the last day of our intermittent fasting, by the way. Also, too, this being March 1st and Friday is the first day of uh, the month. Every first day of the month, we ask, or every first Friday of each month, we ask everybody to go out and be a blessing to somebody in their community if you're able to. So it is our community day. You don't have to tell us what you did or what you're doing. But uh, if you are able to be a blessing and help somebody, we're thankful and grateful for you being able to do so. And we appreciate you so very much. We appreciate you so very much in advance for doing so. So hopefully everybody will do well. Tonight we have our prayer and fasting. So um, we'll be on TikTok only on Kofi underscore 42 at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern New York time. So there won't be a message per se. As soon as you come on, music will be started. And um, we'll just be letting the music play as we pray and as we ask the Most High and seek his guidance and look to what he has for us as a community, as a diaspora, as a people, and the music will be playing. Um, I will be on the road, so I will not be playing piano this time um, as we were able to do the last time. But um, still, we uh, look forward to being able to have you on with us and make your requests known, make your petitions known. Remember that a petition is a request or demand made upon a government based off of your constitutional rights. And so those of us that are um, through fasting, through prayer, through love, through being obedient to the law, we have the right to make petitions. And so we hope that you guys will join us later on when we do so. Amen. Um, so we're going to get ready to go into um, today's uh, lesson. If you would like to uh, get ready to do your, our Bible pledge with us, we don't necessarily have a particular scripture for today, although we will be sharing quite a bit of information with you all. Uh, but if you'd like to be able to join us and be ready for that, we're thankful and grateful for you doing so. Uh, but if you would like to get your Bible or your device or your right hand um, in the air and be ready to um, do the Bible pledge with us, um, we'll get ready to do that in a second. And um, if you're able to reverence um, even just you know the word itself by just at least pledging um, you know, um, to do the Bible pledge with us. We're grateful and thankful for that. As a reminder, certain dates coming up. I think we might have finally figured out what was going on with the website. Still issues with it, but at least able to get stuff rolling. So please, man, please, sir, give us like the, the weekend or so through this weekend. You should see some updates on there. So keep looking. We've been trying to post different things in different platforms. So hopefully you've been getting that. We've been trying to make sure that we're reaching out. Ministerial staff, please make sure you're using the tools. People who you uh, have the contact info and stuff, please keep using those tools to make sure that you're reaching out to people in the community. And we look forward to continuing to grow with everybody. But um, here are some dates that we want you to keep in mind. First and foremost, um, obviously tonight, prayer and fasting. That'll be 8 p.m. Eastern New York time. 
Um, then after, uh, but starting tomorrow, obviously we have our live session and then we have our uh, podcast, Shabbat service, and then we have Shabbat school for the children, uh, for the children. And um, then after that, please, ma'am, please, sir, um, also too, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern New York time, we're going to do our watch party. We're asking everybody to download the Clapper app if you'd like to do it. We, we might back it up and do it on TikTok if we have issues with it. Um, so we have TikTok always as a backup. But right now, we'd like to use Clapper since we've been having issues with TikTok lives and stuff like that. So we want to try Clapper to see how that works. Um, in certain places, the link has already been put up. We'll make sure throughout the day that it's put up in different platforms so that you can be able to join us. You can just look up Kofi underscore 40, right? Like K-O-F-I underscore O-F-O-R-I and um, find it there or go get the Clapper app, type in hashtag find Kofi. You should be able to find information as well uh, to be able to find us there. But that'll be at 1230 p.m. Eastern New York time where we'll start doing the Lord of the Rings things kind of going. Um, we'll be doing that for weeks and just discussing what we see so every saturday we'll watch about an hour or so of um we'll just focus on the um the trilogy that has to do with um you know the three books um that go together not the hobbit but we'll focus on the three movies so um fellowship of the ring uh, the tale of twin towers and return of the king okay so we'll be doing that together so if you'd like to join us we, we ask you please ma'am please sir download the clapper app as soon as you get a chance to also if you haven't had a chance to fill out information for us on the forums please do so we've been doing a lot better reaching out thank you for those who've been reaching out to our secretary by the way if you need to reach out to sister renee um, we ask that you um, do respect she on fridays after um definitely six o'clock or after well let's just say six o'clock p.m eastern new york time um she definitely is going to be getting ready for Shabbat. So if you'd like to reach her today, um, it has to be before then. Um, however, if you need to reach out to her about the cruise, make sure you get that $100 down payment. If you're going to be joining for the Women in Red, please um, do that ASAP. Or even if you're trying to set up an appointment or if you just have certain questions as far as who to reach for what or whatever, even if it's ministerial staff in your area or whatever, feel free to do that. You can reach her at soc.secretary082 at gmail.com. Once again, that's soc and a period dot soc.secretary um, at gmail. And um, when you do that, uh, she can reach back out to you and, and help out. Or if you're having issues or whatever, besides, you know, reaching anybody and sometimes even ministerial staff, she can at least guide you in the right direction, get you information that you need, et cetera, et cetera. So um, thank you, Sister Renee, for all that you do. We appreciate you. And they're all that you've done pretty much uh, from when you st stepped up even at uh, Feast of Tabernacles. So thank you so much. It's been uh, quite a, a journey. And as we're starting to get a role, uh, uh, get into the habit of certain things that we're doing, we appreciate you help continuing to help us in that regard uh, but yes um so men tomorrow seven o'clock p.m east new york time we are going to meet up uh, for our men's meeting remember it's going to be q a and if you have suggestions on a, a meetup we can do physically um that's your time we'll be meeting on zoom um we'll try to make sure that all the brothers are added to um that meeting coming up so all the brothers if you if you're just joining up with us or whatever we'll make sure that we get you your email added to that list so you'll get a google calendar invite about a half hour before and, and when we start um and have your questions ready and it will be a safe space no recording just for us brothers um on march 13th that's when we're going to start to remove the leaven from our home on april 9th that'll be the beginning of our new year rash chadas naisan naisan Sorry, that's nice, son. Um, April 
22nd is Passover, if you'll be joining us on Zoom. If you're going to be joining us um, in the physical location in Beverly Hills, Florida, that'll be April 20th through the 22nd in Beverly Hills, Florida. But if you're joining us on Zoom, that'll be April 22nd at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern New York time for Passover. Um, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, we'll be celebrating it in Central Florida on April 26th and the 27th. I believe it'll just be the 27th only on Zoom and the 26th and the 27th physically if you're coming to Central Florida. But that'll, that'll be April 26th and 27th if you want to join us for that. Make time for that. That'll be a Friday, Saturday, by the way. Um, if you would like to then um, join us on June 16th, that will be our... Um, Shavat or uh, Day of Pentecost, and that'll be in Lanham, Maryland. If you're joining us in person, L A N H A M, Lanham, Maryland, and um, we probably can make that an all day thing, but we'll meet up for the evening. And we already have the spot um, taken care of, so it's gonna be a nice little spot for us. You'll have plenty of parking, um, and there's plenty of hotels and stuff in the area, so um. Feel free to get that stuff in order if you like. And to everybody who's up, you know, Upper East Coast, you know, that's not too far a drive for many. It's probably like three to three, three hours up and down. If you're going all the way from like to um, even the if you're just dealing with the East Coast, even going all the way down, that's like three hours at the most. Probably if you're going coming from um like Virginia Beach, Tidewater area, stuff like that, Newport News, even we have some people, or if you're coming all the way from the other side of, of that area, even coming from New York, uh, Philly, stuff like that, we should be able to converge and meet up there in person. And then um, we'll have further dates and things like that for you guys later on. The Women in Red Cruise, we're looking at doing even and hopefully have a Women in Red virtual event as well. But the Women in Red Cruise, um, the physical event, is going to be December 6th through the 9th. So once again, if you need to get in touch with Sister Renee, you can do so, get more information. Matter of fact, as I'm talking to y'all, I realize that I don't think I've gotten in touch with Sister Renee specifically about that to make sure I'm doing it right. So I will do that myself, Sister Renee. If you don't mind, feel free to remind me and keep keep track of me uh and do that okay and also too i i keep forgetting this one please forgive me on um june 22nd june 22nd those that are in georgia um in georgia will be we've been invited to preach uh at uh, apostle dr tama hunter phd's event in uh, in atlanta georgia so we plan on coming by there and um and being a blessing. So if you'd like to come out and fellowship with us, worship with us, uh, pull up, support, it's she's SOC too, you know, even though she's not officially on the board per se, like, you know, as far as she's part of ministerial staff, but, you know, she has her own stuff going on that she's had since before SOC and we praise y'all for it. Uh, but, you know, she is family. And so if you can come out and support, she's put a lot of effort and a lot into teaching and helping out people who are part of SOC as well. So the least we can do if we are available. So we're giving you these dates in advance. Feel free if you have the opportunity to come by. April 22nd, I believe, is a Saturday as well. So um, you should be able to switch things around if you need to or if you're already off on a Saturday. You know, if you're somewhere down in Georgia, I know Georgia is more vast than what people give it credit for. But even if you're maybe three hour drive or something like that from Atlanta, shouldn't be too difficult 
for you to be able to get over there just for that one day, right? And um, we hope to hopefully we'll have other things. So please make sure you're reaching out to each other, checking on each other. Um, you know, ministerial staff is trying to reach out to you guys. Hopefully, you guys are trying to reach out to them. And um, when people are contacting you, checking on you, stuff like that, feel free to ask questions in, or if there's th- things you'd like to be able to do, or things that you have a suggestion for, we'd love to be able to hear from you. Okay. Um, other things in October, we do have the. I don't remember the dates. I think it's what October second. Um, for one, what is it? Uh, they for well, put it like this: when we get to, we're looking at doing something in the center of the United States of America, right? Um, and we're looking at doing so. We're looking at Feast of Trumpets somewhere around Octo- so October third, Day of Atonement October twelfth. So uh, one of those is going to be on the West Coast, probably October 3rd, probably be somewhere like close to the West Coast. So we'll have information for Day of Pentecost. If you want to join us physically for that, that'll be on Zoom as well. October 12th will probably be Central America, somewhere in the center, um, if you're interested in coming there. So, you know, that if you're Texas and you want to try and come up somewhere, or if you're, you know, go Illinois area, Minnesota, stuff like that, if y'all want to try to converge, we can try to do that amongst other things that we know we're trying to build up in person, okay? Um, so just wanted to put all that out there. I know that's a lot of information, but thank you for being on, and hopefully you guys are doing well, besides supporting each other's businesses, all that stuff, okay? So we'll try to update that stuff now that we figured out a way to make sure that we can start getting the website back on track, and thank you again, everybody. We appreciate you so very much. Hopefully, intermittent fasting is going well, and we'll leave it there. All right, a lot of information. I know, I know, I know. How you doing, Sister Cassandra? I tried to reach out a couple times. I know you you guys are busy, but um, hopefully all is well. Amen, Amen. Um, and and continuing to be an excellent example in marriage and how that works. All right, we're gonna get ready to do our Bible pledge real quick, and then we'll get into today's lesson. All righty. And if anybody's asking, I'm just taking um, calcium, citrate, magnesium, zinc. If anybody's like, what was, he, what did he just take? All right, <laughs> I'm uh, been dealing with some med- med- medical issues, so we try to make sure we, I'm keeping on track with that. All right, okay, or well, not medical, but you know, I've been saying I'm sore, different things like that. So we just upping the intake of certain things. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Alrighty, um, let's say our Bible pledge real quick and then we'll get into today's message. Thank you for being patient um, with us as we go through all that. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and say our Bible pledge. It just says as follows. This is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust. For Yehoshua is Lord. No sword of God shall ever be heard. For this is my Bible. And this is Yah's word. Atsham Yehoshua. Aman. Amen. Alrighty, in Yehovah's name, amen. So we've been doing this series for a while now, Reverse Mythology. We've talked about um, different scriptures, main scripture probably more than any other is Proverbs 3, verse 5, and, the, and verses 5 and 6, right? Trust in Yehovah with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. With all In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Um, and so in reversing mythology, we have to obviously bring up the myths and then we need to reverse them. So we've talked about myths as far as um, the cultural effect. We started that on last Friday. Um, then we talked about Zeus over the weekend. Uh, we talked about some Norse theology, some days of the week stuff. Um, and uh, oh, and I'm sorry, on Sunday, I missed this. On Sunday, we'll actually open it up for Q&A. So you guys are used to how we do Q&A now. So on Sunday, we'll open that up again if you'd like to partake in that. Um but yeah, so and and all these things that we do and all these things that we've been talking about, um, 
we've we've now gotten to a place where we, yesterday we did the four piece and a biscuit, right? Where we talked about doctrine of discovery, the white man's burden, manifest destiny, lost cause, and um, Darwinism, which is the fifth type of evolution, and that's where we'll start today. Okay, and um, so the myth of Darwinism. We're going to discuss this today um, because the myth of Darwinism is that it's a fact, right? That evolution is a fact, right? And when you say that these things are a fact, right? Or when you're taught, you're not taught that these things are what they actually are, which is a theory. And I'm sorry, let me say hello to everybody real quick. How you doing, Sister Renee? How you doing, Sister Joy? Minister Stephen, Donovan, Aaron, Cultural Prospect, Brother TJ, Minister Shante, Kirsten, Sister Betty. I apologize. Y'all give me a second on TikTok. I'm scrolling back. Um, how you doing, Minister Tamara, Blue Duke, Kathleen, Linda, Dan, Sister Sherry, Sam, uh, Travis, naturally, uh, Miss Q, Miss Q, how you doing, Joy Boy, um, everybody appreciate you, uh, Sister Deborah, thank you for the love, appreciate it, uh, Yaakov, um, Hood Classic, Thoughts with SJ, Big Brother Thomas, Minister Morrell, uh, everybody, if I miss your name on any of the platforms, shout out to my head, not to my heart, we thank you for being on. The podcast, if you're coming over from Facebook, um, if you're on YouTube, if you're on TikTok, thank you so much for coming on over. How you doing, Angela? Everybody, uh, uh, Makia, I still don't, uh, Angela, no Bassett, hello. Uh, I think I said Angela earlier, forgive me, but thank you all for the love. Appreciate it. How you doing, Sister Beverly? Everybody, if I miss you once again, please charge it to my head, not to my heart. How you doing, Sister Bree? How you doing, LaShonda? How you doing, uh, Sister Shima? Everybody, Lottie Dottie, everybody, thank you so much. Russ144. Um, is it, I don't know if I'm going to say this anywhere close, Verdier or Vachtier, uh, De Lava, De Lava Tour. I'm not sure if I'm even close. I'm not sure if that's the right dialect or whatever, <laughs> or language even, how you doing, Cole, uh, Black Steel, everybody. So we appreciate you so much. Thank you for being on, fam. Um, how you doing, Minister Tracy, uh, everybody who's on. Okay. So, and also two ministerial stuff about our Thursdays. Uh, make sure you're reaching out and letting me know if you're going to be on, what the subject matter is going to be, all that stuff, right? Just just let, let us know um, so we can make sure that we have that together. And if you're doing Shabbat service, obviously, if you can, let us know what the theme is that you're going to be preaching um, so we can make sure we have all that stuff together. All righty. So here we are talking about Darwinism. Now, once again, there's six types of evolution. So I'm not here to talk about evolution in general. We could, but we're talking about Darwinism specifically because we could talk about the fact that if we're going to talk about evolution, you have to first talk about creation of everything. How did something come from nothing, right? Um, that in and of itself is something that's disproven. It's theoretical. It's hyper-theoretical. And people are living by it. They have faith in it, but it's not a, but right there, it's stated as a fact. And even if you recognize lawfully, this is why law is important that we become law students, so to speak, that we become disciplined and diligent in law, natural law, physical law, universal law, etc. Because laws don't give rights, they protect rights. Something has to be made within law. If there's no law, something cannot exist. So when you hear somebody say, oh, yeah. The universe made itself or the universe has always existed or it's always getting bigger and then getting smaller and bigger and smaller, whatever the case might be. You know, we could go through that and the fallacies in that. Right. Um, because people are using this stuff as a as a fact. But lawfully, a fact does not have to be true. A fact is just something that somebody stated. Right. Right. So you have to realize lawfully speaking, 
If you give a judge a fact, the judge gets to go through the facts to be able to determine the outcome. Just because you presented it doesn't mean that it's true, right? So you have to be careful. Even when people say, you know, I'm, I'm all about facts. Well, a fact is something that is stated. You still have to figure out if it's theoretical, if it's in fact true. You have to test it out. You have to try it, right? Try every spirit to see if it is of Elohim. I'm sorry, Troy Boy, you said you know, nobody's going to answer your question. What is the question that you asked? Right? What's the question that you asked? Sorry. Nobody's going to answer your question. What is your question? We'll stop real quick. Sometimes TikTok itself takes stuff down. Right? So we can't, sometimes it's not even on us, or sometimes stuff just doesn't pop up. Right? How you doing, Noel? So, so, um, but just because something is presented as a fact doesn't mean that it's true. So, but, but you'll say, they'll give you, so they'll give you a fact. They'll say, we found bones. We found bones deep in the ground. That means that the bones have to be millions of years old. Now, that can be presented as a fact. Doesn't mean that it's the truth. Right? Somebody can say that the earth, or I'm sorry, where, where um, there's obviously a place where everything hit. And then everything seems to expand, and therefore everything must there must that therefore shows us there's an explosion, right? Problem with that is though is that you wouldn't have planets and all these things together because you would have space, right? In space, according to them, space being a vacuum. Now, now they have to tell you it's not a complete vacuum, but space being a vacuum, if things and molecules and everything are just shooting out everywhere, they're not going to be able to slow down and come together and meet, right? Also, too, if everything's coming together and moving and moving away from each other, then how does the whole solar system stay connected or come into connection? Right. If there's an explosion that's that's big enough to be able to cause a chunk of Earth to be able to go away the size of the moon. How does that go away? Well, now you have to say, well, the Earth actually had um, different types of sediment and stuff like that that were just floating around like a ring, like Saturn has a ring. And then all of a sudden, eventually these rings came together. Right. And, and formed the moon. Right. And this one moon. Now, Saturn has moons. Jupiter has moons. But these moons didn't come together. They're actually separate moons. Right. But you would consider this to be a fact or at least it was given to you as a fact. Right. So we could talk about these different types of um, things or even how they say stars are born in a nebulous. You probably heard this before. Matter of fact, I know some of us even uttered that in the chat before in some of our live sessions. You know, but the star is formed in a nebula. Well, the problem with that is, is that a star is formed in a nebula is something that we've never seen. Somebody's come up with a theory and they say that there's things that are similar to the energy of stars. And therefore, since it's sim similar to the energy of stars, it must be, in fact, in fact, it must be a star. We don't even know, first of all, if it's similar to the energy, because as much as we'd like to be able to tell everybody we can read the energy and do this or whatever, we can't really, right? This is a theory. Somebody's seeing something, somebody's making certain points, but these are hyper-theoretical. We're not 100% sure what these are, right? So it can be a fact, but it doesn't mean it's true. So we could, we could go down the list of this, but today we're going to focus in on Darwinism. That's why I made it a point yesterday. I kept saying, I'm not going to just call it evolution, because if I were to call it evolution, there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about because people don't recognize there's different types of evolution. One that we took off the board out of the six types of evolution is that the sixth type is actually just sex and offspring that comes from sex, right? Or children, you know, a child from, the, from a human being, offspring from 
animals and organisms, different things like that. So could you say that the sixth type of evolution, which is microevolution, Darwin's evolution is considered to be macroevolution, but the, star, the, the, the sixth type of evolution, which is microevolution, says if a mother and a father come together and they have sexual relation and then the mother gives birth to a child, it will have some things that look like the father and some things that look like the mother and therefore will be will be of what they did, but will slightly, they would say, evolve, but we wouldn't call it evolution, right? Because they say that evolution takes millions of years, but then they'll say, no, that's just part of the evolution, you see? So right there already, with that fact, we have to see what's going on as far as how much truth is in that, right? How much truth is in that fact? We have to ask ourselves, how much reality is there? Is this simply a theory? And if it's theoretical, um, even if it's a scientific theory, is it possible to even test out anything to see if these theories can, in fact, be proven? The reality is no. You, can't, you cannot take the whole universe and try to put it in something the size of a period and see if it will explode. Right? You cannot. You cannot say, well, get rid of all of creation or all of what exists and then say, we'll just go ahead and get rid of it. And then let's see if billions of years from now, new human beings will pop up because who's going to be able to be there to see if that is in fact correct. Right. So so the scientific theory in and of itself is, is failing in certain places or certain ways where we can't really call it true. We can call it scientific theory, but we cannot try try to call it true science, because in order to prove something at some point, we have to be able to test it out, at least according to Western uh, thought process concerning what is science. Now, culturally speaking, science is not always the same. That's also something else we have to put out here, is that's one of the myths that you have to reverse. See, because in your mind, if it's not a Latin name, then it's not a scientific name. Why? Because the people who are over you, who are very Greco-Roman, they're very much so in the Latin, right? This is why you consider French to be a romantic language, when a matter of fact, the French were considered to be the Visigoths, were considered to be some of the worst barbaric people, including even in their war, who have ever existed. Once they took over certain things, though, and once they said our fashion is law, then everybody else started saying, well, OK, I guess they're the fashionistas. I guess they're the ones who language is the barometer. Right. But they don't even speak Latin correctly. But you would consider them to have a very romantic language. But the Romans would, would have looked at the French and would have said that's not even, <laughs> you know, that's not that that's they would have called them barbaric. Right. But we don't know culturally what's going on contextually. How you doing, Sister Sabrea? And everybody who's on, how you doing, Everett? And everybody who's on, right? Um, so, so we have to take time out to recognize and realize that we are presented a bunch of things as fact and have not realized that a f every fact is supposed to be tested. Fact does not mean true. Fact just means that it is something that has been put out. Now, that fact, hopefully people are being honest about it, but many facts can come on a case and they then can be disproven. Yeah, pseudoscience. We talked about pseudo-Christianity um, yesterday, right? When we did the four pieces of the biscuit. Well, today now we, t we can talk about pseudoscience, a mock science or a false science. But they would call it what you would do in your culture. They would say that's mock science, even though um, Greeks will tell you they had to learn from Kemet. Right? They learned math from Kemet. But they'll tell you that, oh, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, the father of modern science, the father of modern science, right, um, due to evolution, or, you know, things that evolution eventually, they say, prove where they are, but, you know, they're proving that they were better or greater than you. It, it, it goes to a place of, of, therefore, that, you know, many people don't deserve to be taken care of. Matter of fact, to this day, right, um, even though your, your, your first 
people like Imhotep and others you can look at. And also, people don't know this, but Avra, which is a word for for Hebrew, the, the actual Paleo-Hebrew, the original word for Hebrew, an Avra person was actually somebody, or even an Ivrit or Ibrit person even, or Eber person, some of you would say, in Kemet, if you were considered to be Avda, you were considered to be somebody who was a herbalist. Now, why is that something they don't tell you? Think about that, right? Now, they'll tell you that modern science and everything, and you don't even think Israelites. Matter of fact, I read, I was reading a book in the, in the library the other day with my son and with my wife, and we were in the book. It's supposed to be a book on um, biblical herbalism or something like that. And they said, well, uh, or that was about herbalism and stuff and what the Bible says about it. And the, and the author of the book says, you can already see where it's going. The author of the book says straight up, well, you know, Israelites really didn't believe in any kind of medication or herbs or anything because they just believed that you prayed everything away. But then you have a scripture in the Bible that says that the leaves of the trees or the herbs are for the healing of the nations. Where we where where did, right something doesn't something's not making sense. Something doesn't add up. The maths are not mathing, right? We 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 can see something's not making sense. So if that's what's going on, how you doing, brother Charlie? If that's what's going on, right? And somebody's, you know, if, if that's what's going on, and somebody is um. Is is while not a little bit is 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 acting up, or they're they're very clearly taking something out of context. Then we know that's not our culture. <laughs> you know, it's Judith, right? Uh, people were told specific. If, if we know that there's a diet that Israel had, right? People go into the Daniel fast, and we've made the Daniel fast into a lot of different things. But you know, um, if there's a Daniel fast, and Daniel says there's certain types of food we do not eat, and we believe it actually makes us healthier, and then he has a contest with somebody else, and clearly we knew something about food, right? So, so you have a lot of different things that are there, right? You have to start asking yourself, who is your teacher? Who is your master? How you doing, Ebony? Right? Who is your teacher? Who is your master? Who's the one that's showing you these things? Who's telling you these things? Who are, who are these teachers? And, and, and what have we been taught over time, over and over and over again, that takes us further and further away from who we are? People who keep saying we have no culture or we have to steal somebody else's culture. But no, we are inappropriate because we will not appropriate. We don't want you to appropriate our stuff. We are all right with having something that is our own and making sure that we are the masters of our own development. We're all right with that. How you doing, Michael? Thanks for being on. So, when we talk about Darwinism, which is the fifth type of evolution, right? Mac, uh, macro evolution, it is called. I'm sorry, you said swear, connect all the dots. When the moon line too. Oh, no problem, Susie Q. Thank you for being on. So, when we talk about Darwinism, we're talking about Darwinism, macro evolution. We have to first start off again with why was it written? Now, I'm going to show you some things and I'll let you make your own decision on this um, because there are a lot of people who say Charles Darwin gets a bad rap now because Darwin has to be protected, by the way. And how you doing, Blue Duke? Thanks for being on. Thanks for being part of the community. How you doing, Tendo Shisha? So Darwin is somebody that has to be protected because if you don't protect Darwinism, you don't protect a lot of things and a lot of things that are being taught, right? Um, because Darwin is basically the start 
of basically evolution being kicked into really high gear. Darwin comes at the time, as we showed you yesterday, he comes at time to help the doctrine of discovery to be more acceptable. He comes around the time of the white man's burden. He comes around the time of the lost cause. He comes around the time of, um, of manifest destiny. It is something to excuse certain belief systems and to continue to allow you to be filled with contempt for yourself. You said you're condensed of the universe, nature, planet. Okay, if that's your belief system, right? It's not of my culture, but you know, if that's something that's your belief system, you have every right. But, you know, I'm just going to present things and you come up, you know, with your own stuff and uh, from, from it. But hopefully you don't come up with your own. You come up with the stuff that's presented. But I will just present to you what it is that Yahweh has given um, for us and sent me for today. So um, when we're talking about Charles Darwin, um, when we talk about Charles Darwin and we talk about these different things, we have to first recognize and realize that people are trying to cape up for Charles Darwin because he, once again, he must be protected. He is, he is the foundation. Now he's not the only person, right? He, 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 he's not the only person. You see, um, he's not the only person who did this. He's not the first person, but he is the foundation as far as his books. Not book one. We usually only focus on one here. We'll focus on a couple today. and um, But Charles Darwin is usually going to be the first person, right, that people are going to bring up. And if he's not, even sometimes they might, they might not, they might not tell you he's not, you know, or might not mention him by name, but you have to mention him because he's the reason why you believe in stuff like natural selection. He's the reason why you believe that there's certain um, animals that are better than others. He's the reason why you believe that there are certain human beings, types of human beings that are better than others, right? He is somebody who has put this out there and who has grown this, this thought process, right? Um, as much as people want to talk about Christianity, and by the way, I'm not a Christian, but I know that people will lump us in with biblical stuff, so go ahead and do that. I'm sorry, we'll lump us in because we believe in the Bible, so go ahead and do that if that's what you feel you must do. But if we're talking about Christianity, or we're talking about things like the Crusades, um, people will say, yeah, you know, when it comes to the, all the loss of life, more life has been lost, right, because of Christianity than anything else. And while I'm not a Christian, I must protest just a little bit because although Christians be wilding, uh, why don't you ever talk about evolution and how evolution led to what's happening in World War, if you don't want to give World War One, which you should, World War Two is a bunch of people who were telling you that they believed that they had the right because they had evolved more than anybody else. They had the right to conquer others. If you don't believe it, look up Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin uh, was going to go to school to be a preacher. Ended up going to school, learned that, wait a minute, I'm better than everybody else. And then even after World War II ends, continues to use that same model to be able to do heinous things, not only to Russians themselves, but anybody else who he takes over. Uh, what about Hitler, who himself credits Darwin and others for being able to help him to comprehend that he and Germans were better than everybody else? Right. What about uh, Mussolini, who credits people like Darwin and others for showing him that Italians of his ilk and who, who followed him and therefore he himself was more superior. He deserved a spot because he had evolved everywhere else. Right. What about the Japanese? We're just dealing with Axis powers here. Right. I guess you could say Stalin was part of your power. By the way, Stalin 
was was friends with America when they were fighting and Americans were actually, you know, you were an isolationist nation and you had people like Jack Kennedy, the father of JFK and RFK. Jack Kennedy was trying his best to make sure as a Nazi sympathizer, he was actually making sure he could do everything he can could to effectively hold the United States of America for even going to war. Right? What about Teddy Roosevelt? You know, cousin of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, cousin of Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, and how you keep talking about they did all these stuff for your people, but reality is, is that they didn't like your people either, Ben, because they thought they had further evolved. They were better, right? Right. I mean, these are just things that are happening around the same time frame. This is 1900s. <laughs> this is not 400 years ago, right? This is 1900s. By the way, in the UK, what starts happening in the 1900s? Your school system started to develop. How you doing, Brother Craig? Right. Your school systems are starting to develop. They're teaching this stuff now as, 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 as something that's supposed to be taught. Not too long before they started developing the school curriculum, Thomas Jefferson, you know, he was developing one as well. Right. But the one that you guys use now, that's that's starting the 1900s. But your school curriculum, Thomas Jefferson, who would say the blacks were ugly, they were disgusting, they were hairy, they were smelly, they were lazy, they were not attractive, but all his babies were made by, you know, but his babies were not persons. They were, they were property. So, hey, you know, it was their responsibility, according to the Willie Lynch letter, right? So, to, written on Christmas Day, December 25th, 1712, um, or sp spoken rather, right? Um, it was part of the thing to where you're supposed to mix as much white, good white blood in the midst of your property, so that you can make different versions of them to serve you in different ways. Why? Because, hey, I mean, it's just evolution anyways. It's just an experiment. This is just an experiment with my property. That's how they looked at it. How you doing, DB, if I didn't say so already? So these are the things that are there over and over and over again. And they're very consistent. And even when you talk about the curse of Ham, curse of Ham and all that stuff that came from what? From people that were enslaving people and people started saying, why are we enslaving these persons? Why are we taking different people, different nations and trying to say, OK, it's all right to do this if we say that we're supposed to be good white Christian folk. And then they said, well, as being good white Christian folk, do you not realize that they're black and they're Hamitic, they're African? And therefore, since they're Hamitic, they're evil, even though the reality is, is that they had to flip the verse because the verse doesn't say that Ham was cursed. The verse says that one of Ham's children were curse and that was Canaan and what was the curse the curse was a consequence of something what was the consequence the consequence was basically just hey you guys are gonna have to serve Shem and Shem's not Japheth Shem's not European Shem is not white Shem is not Roman Catholic Shem is not you see that and even even in that it was also to where they would become part of Shem I'm sorry, you said that the clinic, Wisconsin Pro-Life, tells you that they are the master race. Do they represent you? Pro-Life says that they are the master race. Do they represent you? Um, well, I'm not Republican or Democrat. So I don't know if that's something that really even has anything to do with me. Right? Because um, I'll tell you like this. Your body, your choice. I also believe though, that the Bible says that your choice to do something to what's in your body would be considered to be something that would be problematic concerning the law. However, if you've done that, you can be forgiven.
I've dealt with a lot of sisters who later on in life, whether dealing with health issues or mental health issues or depression or whatever, come and talk to me about it or talk to my wife about it, who's a herbalist or have got, you know, taken, taken them to places to where they can, they might even be more schooled in how to deal with those things. And at the end of the day, if, you know, forgiveness is forgiveness. So even in my culture, if I consider that to be taking of somebody's life. And if you do it in ignorance or if you swear that you know everything or whatever, or you swear that it's all right to go ahead and change what's supposed to be life and change into something else, you have the right to be able to do so. I just feel like we should call it what it is. Right. But that's not my fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My fight is not to try and figure out if it's more Republican or Democrat. And if you're saying that there's pro-lifers out there who are therefore saying they're the master race. Um, right. Well, also, too, we should look at Margaret Sanger who basically went around, paid off black folk and churches and black preachers and pastors and paid off Jewish people and stuff like that, who were rabbis and paid off a lot of people to be able to start making sure that we started taking the life from ourselves and went back to the model that was used during chattel slavery to where back then they didn't have to ask permission or have to convince you. They just basically held your sister down, right, and went in her womb and did what they needed to do. If that's what you want to support, fine, but, but bring that up too. Bring up Margaret Sanger, who is considered to be this great person who straight up said that she believed that abortion was necessary because black people and Jewish people, which really are one and the same, if you want to actually get technical with it, but black and Jewish people, they were so terrible human beings that they had to be offed. They should not have as many children. This is why we don't bring that up as well, right? Based off of an evolutionary tendency, a Darwinistic tendency. Right. We don't need to ask others to pull their babies down. Right. Which is part of the reason, which is one of the reasons we don't talk about this. But that's one of the reasons why um, talking about that particular type of situation that women, you know, your choice and all this stuff. One of the reasons why the black community doesn't grow in number today is because our, our, our sisters by percentage, especially in their teenage years, our sisters in percentage are the highest amount. Right. The highest that are affected by that A word that I won't utter today because, you know, they'll, they'll try to cancel us. Right? So, so we, our community deals with that more than anybody else. And you've been at 13, 14, 15% of the population, even though you have more people by percentage in prisons, you had more people that would have been brought over. You have more people that were already here that were indigenous during chattel slavery times. You had all that stuff, yet you still are the smallest percentage of people in the United States corporation. You got to ask yourself, why is that? Where does that come from? And is that something that you think is, is righteous? Right. I, I would ask yourself, like, how is it that you can have sometimes people saying y'all have too many children, although you have the highest rate of the womb being attacked, what's in the womb being removed in some way, shape or form, yet you still have the highest percentage of children, and yet you still have only been plateaued at 13, 14 percent, 15 percent at the highest. How does that work? Unless you're taking people's lives, even after they're born, by the way. But we are fighting for that. And then at the same time saying, give us a seat at the table. We're fighting for that now. Hey, please allow us to keep doing this to ourselves. You know, when you were coming up, you were a threat when you had your own businesses. Right. This was during segregation when your children were in there. Could it be fake numbers? Sure. Maybe some of it. But, you know, statistics are usually used by however anybody wants to use them. But there's some truth in all of it. Right. If somebody tells me 
that and, and by the way even the 13 to 15 percent thing that also has a lot to do with people not considering themselves to be black whether they come from another country right because if you come from places like africa if you were straight coming over from africa they don't even want you to consider yourself to be black you don't write black down this is why now they tell you oh yeah don't call yourself black don't call yourself african-american this that whatever right they literally there are people they remember there was a guy there's a famous incident of a guy who came over from ethiopia wanted to be known as uh, uh as black and they kept telling him he couldn't and he had to literally like fight the system he had to take it to court um, and I, I don't even know if they still allowed him to consider himself black Right. So some of it is that that you're actually growing and further and further and stuff like that. So, yeah, we could talk about the numbers. I'm just saying, even if we look at it, though, statistically, let's say that that statistic is somewhat true. If you've only stayed at the same position. Right. Something's going on. You have more people. You had more people. Matter of fact, at one point in the South. Right. For at one point in the South, in the 1800s, statistics show that if you had a room of 100 people, 49 of them. I believe I'm, 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 I'm pretty close to it. 49 of them, so 49% of them would have been slaves, would have been chattel slaves. Right? That's back then. So how we went from, in certain parts, we got 49% of, of everybody there is a chattel slave, to now we got something to where you're 13 to 15% and you're staying there. And we still know that our people are very promiscuous still, to say the least, in some places. Right? And we keep talking about how all these women are having babies and men ain't there for them. And we keep talking about all these problems. Now, I don't think it's as widespread as what people want to act like. Because we've talked about how some of these statistics, too, you should look at different um, platforms for statistics. There are people who look like you that have statistics as well. And they might be overly friendly. Right. But you can find a balance by looking at these different things. But obviously, clearly something's going on to where we're being persecuted. Right. But this comes from a Darwinistic tendency an evolutionary mind that we don't want to talk about. That evolution has allowed for people even today. Right. For, the, for my nurses out there, if you got nursing books, there are still nursing books that say that black women don't feel pain the way that everybody else does. Right. To my nursing sisters, you know, I ain't lying. CNAs out there. Right. There are some of your books. I won't say all of them, but some of your books still teach that to this day. Right. There are some of your books that say that if you are redheaded. Right. A redheaded Irish woman, you'll feel more pain than a black woman will. It's in your books. Right. Um, may, may I may I add this on there? I just learned this today. Just being honest, what I was getting ready for today. Um. Did you know that the NFL, when they got sued, I didn't know this until literally until today, right? We're getting ready for today um, and uh, up early because some of y'all know I was texting y'all and checking on y'all and stuff like that, you know, around seven or so. So even before then, I've been up preparing and as I was preparing, I learned today, had to go look at it, research it because I was like, this blew my mind. Do you know that in the NFL... And thank you, Holy Spirit, for this nugget, the way it popped up. All right. Um, in the NFL, you remember when they had all the stuff with the brain injuries, concussions? Will Smith had that movie and he supposedly, you know, wanted to win an Oscar for it. It was not actually to supposedly not that great a movie anyways. But remember, they had the whole NFL stuff and the concussion protocols and all that. Do you know that during right, CTE, do you know that during that case in 2021, so the case kept on going. People weren't aware of 
what was happening with it. But but 2021, you said it wasn't okay. I haven't seen it, but in 2020, I heard his accent and it sounded kind of crazy. But anyways, do you look in 2021? So that's three years ago, correct? Right. Do the maths, right? 23, 22, 21. So in 2021, just three years ago, the NFL, now you'll never hear this. You'll never see anybody say this. You didn't see this come up on ESPN because obviously the two make money together and stuff. They got to protect that money. How you doing, Pat Green? But in 2021, the, the NFL, yes, the National Football League. In 2021, the NFL, guess what they, they had to do as part of settling? They had to stop saying that black people did not have the same mental capacity as white people. And how you doing, Focus? Thanks for being on. I'm going to say that again. You might have missed that. That the NFL in 2021, you say, no, they weren't. When, when did they say this? Hear me now. In, in 2021, how you doing, Gus? The NFL had to stop saying that the black IQ, right, that the black people had less intelligence than white people. Black players were just as smart as white players. Here's how, right? Not just as far as what they were saying about your quarterbacks. They still do that. How you doing, Sister Akita? They still say, if you're a black quarterback, you know, Lamar Jackson's just not as smart as somebody else. You know, they, they say stuff about Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes, you know, he looks white enough because he's mixed. So, hey, you know, it's cool. He got a white wife and everything. So they'll, they'll back off him a little bit, right? Colin Kaepernick, he was just somebody who would run with the ball. Randall Cunningham, even though later in his career, great thrower, where he lost his speed, but still, you know, Randall Cunningham, he was just a, somebody who could run the ball around, right? Those same things. Cam Newton, you know, even though Cam Newton, Cam Newton be wilding, and I'm not saying I support everything that Cam Newton says or does, but Cam Newton obviously was great enough to be able to take a team that wasn't that great and get him to the Super Bowl and be MVP, right? But they, but I'm not talking about just that. So you might get caught up in just, oh, he's talking about quarterbacks. No. In the lawsuit, they found out that when the NFL would give money to players who had CTE, what they brought up was the fact that these NFL, the NFL would actually give more money to white players than they would to black players. And they actually said they tried to use as a defense, hey, why should we give everybody a certain percentage of this when we know that black players, right, are not able to actually function as well as white players, which means that CTE for them, they're actually more susceptible to it than white players are. That's what they said. That's what they said. It was part of their defense. I mean, this is stuff that's public. You know, you, you know, like when stuff goes to court like that, you can look up documents for yourself. They literally were saying that, hey, when it comes to CTE, we don't think we should even pay so because they, they're trying to save money. So what do they do? They go back to the whole property thing, right? They have not evolved as much. Their brains are not as great. They don't have this. They don't have that, right? So therefore, they don't have the capacity to play as long. They don't have the capacity to do as much. They don't have the capacity to think on a normal basis, on a regular basis. If there had not been for CTE, if they had no CTE, if they had no injuries, they would have already been shorter on the on the spectrum. They would have already, right, CTEs here, they're already down here. White players, they're up here. They're down here. That's what they told them. They had to, they had to stop doing that in 2021 when they lost, when they finally said, okay, we'll pay you something. Grand Rising, how you doing, Sister Monica? Right. So so that's up until 2021. Now, how many people are still supporting? How many black people? Rah, I can't wait. I support my team. This and that, whatever. How many of y'all are still doing that and have your pom poms ready? And uh, they think that you don't have the ability to think. 
I'm not talking about 1921, which is still terrible. I'm not talking about 1821, which is still terrible. I'm not talking about 1721, which is still terrible. We, 1721, by the way, you're still nine years. Um, you still got to go nine years back to talk about Willie Lynch being brought over. I'm not talking about 1621, which, by the way, 1619, you already had people in evidence here that people were already over here doing stuff and selling, selling chattel slaves. You can go back to the 1500s or 1400s for that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about three years ago. And people keep saying that was a long time. No, no, no. They're still using the same Darwinistic mindset to tell you all that it's all right to mistreat you. To mistreat your husbands, your wives, your children, your gladiators, all of them. Right? They're telling you and I this on a regular basis. That it is all right to mistreat them. How you doing, Brother Joseph? Right? So, so I'm just trying to tell you, you're in a position where you're trying to stay connected to a system that's not, not even playing what we would say fair. I don't even care if you play fair, just play honest. Because if you play honest, then you know, at least I can separate myself and figure it's better for me. If you already got this thing set up to where you're already saying that I'm I'm stupid, I'm slow. Just because of what I look like, then I might as well separate. At least separate mentally, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, if not sometimes physically. Just, just saying. So, th but these are the people who are there. Matter of fact, the father of your modern medicine. If you're into that type of stuff that you're taught, how you doing, exactly? Thanks for or ex. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Exactly. I don't, oh, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for being on today. There's being part of the community. Um, right. So, so the father of your modern medicine believed that if you tried to run away from from your slave master, I'm just trying. We're, we'll get into. We got some stuff written for you that we'll read today, right? Uh, but just trying to give you a little background because you might not have been on, on things that we've talked about before dealing with this stuff. Um, and we got to reverse these myths. And this is one of the biggest myths. Um, that you are slow, that you don't deserve, that, hey, and now the big myth is that stuff doesn't matter as if everybody's not still eating off that same table, right? You can't serve me turkey and then say, because, right, and then give me leftovers and say, well, the leftovers are different than what you served me yesterday. Oh, my goodness, greatness. Holy Spirit, help me again. That was an awesome word. Somebody missed it. That's a bar right there. You can't serve me turkey tonight. And then sit up there and talk about tomorrow it's not turkey because it's leftovers. Or say that the leftovers don't come from the same turkey. If it's leftovers, it's because it came from what you served earlier. Right? I, I've stopped doing Thanksgiving for decades now. But, but for those who still do it, right? Uh, you remember the days and you eat, eat the food and you got all your stuff together and then you have leftovers and you might put some mac and cheese in that bad boy with the turkey or you might have the turkey on the, um, on the um, heated up Polynesian roll or Polynesian, <laughs> uh, heated up Hawaiian rolls and you might have your Hawaiian roll with a turkey inside and then you put, a, maybe you put some greens in there or something like that and man, you have a, you go to town on it, right? And you might live off of them leftovers for about a, a week or so, two weeks or so and and you might serve it to everybody and you and you you bought the turkey even if, it, if you had nobody but your immediate family for Thanksgiving, you guys would still 
be feeding off it and feeding off it. But no matter how you dress it up, no matter how much seasoning you might put on it or something else, no matter if you put hot sauce on that bad boy, no matter if you add cheese to the recipe, no matter what you add to it, it's still leftover from the turkey. It's still a Thanksgiving meal, right? You can dress it up however you want, but it's still turkey, right? Well, the same thing. You can try to get away from calling it chattel slavery and calling it this and calling it evolution, calling it darn it all you want. Dress it up however much you want, but I promise you, once you finish dressing it up, it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still Darwinism. It's still racism. Right. So so the guy, he said that if you tried to leave the plantation, your father of modern medicine, if this is what you're under, he said that that's kleptomania. I'm sorry, kleptomania. Sorry. That is um, now I'm about to now drapetomania, drapetomania. Right. Which means that you are crazy because you're trying to escape. Now, how do we fix drapetomania? If somebody tries to leave, what do you do? Outside of offing the person, you don't want to off them too much, right? So what do you do? You you then if you can't you since you can't off them, you beat them. And matter of fact, you beat them until the white meat shows. This is why y'all say I'll beat your beat your head into the white meat show. That's why a lot of our people say that because it was said to us and we just repeat, right? Um, but you beat them to the white meat show. Why? Because when the white meat showed, apparently that was their purity or the smart stuff in them trying to show itself. Right. This is the father of modern. This is your father of modern medicine. He also would have upheld the belief from the 1600s that, you know, you should allow um, children and slaves to be offed, usually by women who own more slaves than everybody else. They don't tell you that part, you know, because um, women didn't, weren't allowed to own land, but they were allowed to own property as long as it was a slave. So if you couldn't have land and you wanted to be somebody that was valuable. You had slaves and they would get tired of seeing their children running around. They had something called the casual K-I-L-L-I-N-G act. And in this casual offing act, you were allowed to off a slave. They put this in place because, hey, we can't have it looking like our, our, our women, our wives taking somebody's life is a bad thing. Right. This is just property. Property doesn't have life. Right. They're not even on the level of pets, because if somebody had taken a puppy and forgive my being really blunt and being very uh, just just putting this in front of you like this. But it is what it is. Trigger warning. If you want to go ahead and turn away now, I've given you an opportunity to you give I'll give you about 10 seconds. Right. But I'm going to say something. Just be honest with you. Right. Our sister, Dr. Joy DeGroy, taught this. And this is powerful. All right. I gave you a chance. Trigger warning is for educational purposes only. Are right, you ready? If you had taken in those times in the 1600s, even right, if you had taken a puppy and just somebody would have been what you should. How dare you do that to human life? Matter of fact, I'm somebody to, or to, to a puppy's life. Matter of fact, I'm somebody to tell you if you and you do some research, even on serial offers, serial thrillers, if you will. Um, if you do some research on those people, a lot of times they do things to animals. You can kind of tell something crazy is about to happen because of what they do to animals growing up. If they can do it to an animal, right, because of evolution and stuff, we'll get into that. Um, you know, because people such as... Uh, 
um, Dahmer and others, uh, they, he, he even said one of the things that caused him, besides the fact that he was learning how to do stuff and how to do things to the skin of animals and how to get them to melt and do all this stuff and break them apart and stuff like that as a child, right, do taxidermy stuff. He also said once he got out of being believing that there was a higher power, he said that basically that's something that helped him to go down the path. He says this out of his own mouth, right? Um, and says it's on the interview. If you don't want to believe that it's just what you read, listen, go watch the interview. He, he says this is one of the big reasons why he started doing what he did. And he said, had he not lost his belief in the most high, he said he probably wouldn't have even gone close to what he did, even with the problems that he had growing up. Right. But when you see people doing stuff to animals like that, a person, a young person doing something like that to an animal, you probably need to squash that ASAP and, and start getting them some help then. Because it's not that soon before they'll start trying it on something else if it's never checked. Right. But we know back then you could have on that puppy or whatever. OK. But then if you were to do that to a chattel slave who was just property. Baby. They wouldn't have batted the eye. Think about that. Right? Because you had evolved past. You were starting to evolve past. Right? Doctrine of discovery. They weren't even a, a they weren't even a real person. They were an artificial person. Salah. And if we be honest. This is why there's a danger in us watching so many of these things happen on film now, right? I, I, I got to a place where we were just straight up activist only when we originally started on social media as far as, well, when we started to pick up steam for the first time on social media. I started feeling guilty about not watching people being offed, right? And I finally just had to say enough is enough. It's very rarely that I'll even listen to what some of our people end up going through. I can listen to it a lot better than I see it, but it got to a place I was literally starting to cry, even trying to talk about it on TikTok. I started weeping on the videos I was posting because I was like, I can't, I can't take it. Watching another one after another one after another one, but people were so used to it, right, that you were supposed to just see it and, oh, well. Somebody lost their life. Hey, they shouldn't have been talking back to Massa. Massa got upset. Everybody ran away. Just leave him alone because he might he might just flake off. Overseer does something. George Washington might say, well, they just deserved it. This was this was a normalcy. And we're seeing it so much today. It still affects us so much today where we're trying our best to watch every single one and do. No, no, no. Like there's some stuff on here that we're holding on to. Right. They come from somewhere. He said they were using, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we talk about them using our, they're using the babies as offspring. I'm sorry, the babies as a, as, as gator bait, right? If you ever want to go down a really dark place, you don't have to, but I'm just going to mention this, mention this to you. All right. A really dark place is gator bait. And the fact that people still use gator bait on, um, on, for, for writing letters, for gift cards, for cards, for, um, for pins. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's decrepit. Right? And, and, and that's how desensitized these people were to it. Right? 
how desensitized. I'm talking about pin tops where you would, where the pin would be in the shape of the alligator and the top of the pin was the baby. And you would put the baby on the top of the pin. They still sell some of this stuff. There's people who have museums they've made. They've turned their homes into museums so that if people don't believe it, if you doubt it, you can go and you can see how, how pervert, how, how ubiquitous this perversion was in everyday normal society. You said, do we have to be friends with people who whose ancestors were that sick and wicked. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would go around and look for friends, whether or my friends based off of well, if their ancestors were sick and wicked. I, I think that it's, I would say this, I would say this, I believe that it's intelligent that if somebody won't even admit to the sick and sadistic things that their ancestors might have done, that I might think twice about talking to you at least on a regular basis, outside of what's absolutely necessary. I would say that. But I believe, just like not all skin folk is kin folk, right? Not everybody that's white, you know, believes in you sharing, you know, your ancestors' plight. Right? But if, if you don't even admit that that's wild, like, watch this, in my family, I know that my father... Uh, came out of some stuff. I know his father came out of some stuff. I know that his father came out of some stuff. Now, I'll tell you this all the time. That's still my daddy. I love him. I'll fight you over my daddy, <laughs> right? He's a great man, worked two and a half jobs, was faithful to his wife. His wife passed away because of multiple sclerosis in front of his eyes slowly, and still to this day has never as much so, so gone out on a date, and his wife has been passed away over two decades now, right? Great man, right? However, if I say, daddy... You know, you 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 were abusive. What's what's where that come from? You know, granddaddy was more abusive to you, and I know this and that or whatever. And you're gonna act like you don't have no abuse problem, then I might have to say, okay, <laughs> like we might have to talk about that. But right, so I'm just saying anybody, right? You can't don't sit up here and tell me like like people try to do this weird thing. We know that the five dollar Indian's a real thing. And we know what Native Americans used to look like in many places, right? And if you will live off of a legacy, change the DNA so that, right, or at least change what's listed as DNA for a group of people, knowing that you're not those people, and somebody brings it up and you won't even share a fraction of what it is that you're making off of appropriating somebody's culture, then I already know that you're a liar and the truth's not in you. How you doing, babe? Once again, check out my wife as always, the Honorable Amo on TikTok, YouTube, or website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A and D, the letter N. Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. Right? You know, so I'm not here. I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in, but I do have the ability to be a righteous, to make righteous judgment off of the Most High, who is our judge, who is our standard. Right. They are not our stand. So if you're trying to be righteous and even if you're trying to come out, even if you're asking genuine questions, that's why I say I don't mind people questioning me or whatever. Just question for the sake of question or trying to make me feel bad about something or this and that or whatever, just because you want me to shut up and you feel uncomfortable. But then that's different. But if you actually have even even if you're mad about it, even if you're fresh, even if you're asking stuff that I'd be like, man, you would think you would know that. But if you're coming from a genuine place, oh, I'll talk to you. Right. I'll talk to you all day, right? Uh, even if you are not friendly, I'll still say, "All right, well, get to the, get to the question." Like, if you think that I'm a lie, okay, cool. Show me where I'm lying. Show me the inadequacies. 
with that which I'm saying. Show me the hypocrisy in that which I'm saying. Right. But if you're just somebody just saying using ad hominem, you're a terrible person. You're bad. How dare you talk about racism? You're the problem. Right. As if I made racism up. Right. Then you're not genuine. Right. If you're somebody that says, stop calling yourself an, um, an African-American, a black American, uh, a, a Native American, this and that. Just everybody can be Americans. But American by law is supposed to be a copper colored person indigenous to the Americas. You're not even an American. If you won't be honest with me, then we don't need to have any further conversation. Right. If we can't have honest dialogue, we, we need to go no further. How you doing, Coleman? So let's get into this Darwinism a little bit more. Right. But we can see how this sets the table if we're just going to act like stuff didn't happen. So we're going to start in very, sim very familiar place for those who are part of SOC. You already know where I'm going to start as far as the first book that we're going to bring up, book that we bring up quite often when people say evolution is this, that, whatever. And they don't want to admit to you that evolution stems from racism. Right. Because Charles Darwin, by the way, comes from a racist father who was a preacher. Charles Darwin went to school to be a preacher, by the way. He is also a lunatic. That means that he worshiped the moon. You're talking about Ishtar, Easter. Back then, they just admitted to you that, hey, if you worship the moon, then you are part of Ishtar. Right. That's where Easter comes from. You guys think that Easter is something different. Right. Easter, Ishtar is talking about that moon goddess, Samarias, who married her own son, Nimrod, and said that once Nimrod was off, he became the sun. That's why you believe the S-O-N is the S-U-N. That's not biblical. That's not even Kemetic. That's not this, that, or whatever. You believe that the S-O-N when is the S-U-N because of what happened with Samarias who said that she was Ishtar who came from the moon in an egg and every time that you see her as a rabbit whether you see her in different forms whether it be Babylonian Kemetic Greek Roman uh, uh, Persian Indian etc African even when you see all these different things I know I said Kemetic and African I'm just trying to say even in the continent of Africa we have some of this stuff even in Native America you have some of this stuff to where there's a spirit and people who were together all together it's one time coming from one group of people right you're dealing with that you'll even see a bunch of um, sometimes even teats but usually breasts where there's multiple breasts out there or whatever sometimes even shown as a rabbit Coming from Ishtar, right? But here's the actual title of Charles Darwin's book, right? Um, we got to start here because people will bring up Charles Darwin as if, as if we don't know what, his, what time it is with him. Here's the actual title of Charles Darwin's book. It is what? It is The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. Now, if I stop right there, you'll go, well, natural selection. Why does that matter? Yeah, of course, natural selection. He's just saying that nature, natural law, is saying that we should subscribe to the fact that there's going to be certain people or certain animals or whatever, right? You don't even think certain persons, but you're not thinking about what, where they took this. But he's just saying that, yeah, natural selection and it's just nature and some things are going to survive, survival of the fittest, yada, yada, yada. But what about if we read the entire um, um, title of his book and how you doing LaShonda thanks for being on right but the entire the entire title of his book says what the entire title is the origin of species by means of natural selection or the preservation of what in the struggle for life and natural selection in the struggle for who's going to survive what is this theory insinuating that there are what there are favored races. So the entire title is actually the origin of species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. For life. 
for life. If you get that reference point, we can be friends. <laughs> I'm just playing, right? Some of y'all know what that is, right? Going back in the day, WCW, NWO, right? Y'all remember that? Anyways, I'm a child. All right, so, <laughs> right? So the origin of species, by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races and the struggle for life. That's what that is. That's the title of the book. How you doing, Tish Tishalam? So now if you go down further, which, right, this is made 1859, by the way. If you go down further, you will discover that what? That this also says that it's the, he's the fellow of the royal, so what? Fellow of the what? Fellow of the Royal Geolo Geological Linnaean ETC Societies. Hmm. So that means that royalty believed this. Geologists believed this. Or at least they permeated it. They, they, they expressed it and permeated it into the cultures or the minds of, of, of anybody who came underneath them. Right? So, so I can't sit up here and say that I don't believe Charles Darwin was a racist at all, which is what some people will argue. Right? That the system brought about by Darwin, Darwinism, some will argue with you, how you doing, Achav Shalom? They'll argue with you, he can't be racist, but what's what's with the title? Matter of fact, people will say, I still haven't seen the quote from Darwin himself, but apparently there's people who have even written a book, or uh, written books to try and tell you how Darwin actually came up with this theory because he hated chattel slavery and he hated racism. Yeah, Linnaeus and Darwin are the majority pretty much of every science book. Come on, right? Matter of fact, you we don't recognize now, once again, it was important that I said Linnaean, right? And I promise, I know for you, a lot of you, this is me repeating myself. So just hang in there, SOC. I got some extra stuff for you today that we can read up on. Um, and by the way, if you're part of Patreon, we'll make sure that we post these things on there for you later today. So you can go ahead and um, read these for yourself if you don't take screenshots or if you don't find this for yourselves, right? But um, but uh, uh, so so watch this. So, I'm sorry, when you open the book, there's a whole history on them and none of, uh, I'm sorry, well, uh, we'll come back to this. So, when you, yeah, so, where was I at? I'm sorry. Uh, Charles, uh, where was I at? I'm sorry. Uh, we have to, oh yeah, we have to talk about Linnaean. Linnaean. So, when it says Linnaean, you have to know a name called, named Carl Linnaeus, C-A-R-L. Linnaeus, L-I-N-A-E-U-S. Um, and Carl Linnaeus is um, dealing with something where he is coming from a mindset that races are species. And many of us don't are not aware of this. This is the myth. We have to reverse this. How you doing, Brother Jermaine? So you've been taught that races, I'm sorry, that a race deals with human beings and species you know, there's a human species and then there's other species. No, no, no. Species and race are the same word. They're interchangeable. Right? They're, the, they're interchangeable. So when somebody said race, they meant species. When somebody said species, they meant race. Why is that? Because Carl Linnaeus and others believed that a species, right, was in competition with another species. And so they had a race. Right? So when you talk about human races... You're talking about something in competition or even that's why a lot of people mistreat animals the way that they do 
right? Because even if you only believe there's one human race, you believe that that species or race is in competition with another. So it's all right to do what you do to the animals because if you don't hold them down, if you don't do them, if you don't secure this, secure that, then they'll outcompete you. So it's all right if you off all the lines because if you let the lines be around, I mean, heck, they'll just eat you up. This is how they're presented, right? If you don't get rid of, right? If you don't get rid of the giraffes, you know, the giraffes will just overeat anything. So we need to just go ahead and make sure now that we've taken away the predators of the giraffe, we must become the predators. It's okay if we off them. Right. You can have so many buffaloes. Right. Our native people said that there were so many buffalo. Right. There were so many buffalo that would be offed. Matter of fact, it wasn't even us. It was the people who were of the of the of another diaspora who would be on trains and they would get off the trains or they would be riding by. And they said that the pile of bones of the buffalo would be so tall that sometimes they had to double check to see if it was snowing outside. Think about that. Think about how off off putting in how crazy that is that there was a time where people would get on the train and go from place from one side of the country to the other right and they'd be going past the prairie and they would look outside and they would see so much white stuff out there they think it was snowing but they'd be like no it can't be snowing and then they realize oh that's all the buffalo the pieces of the buffalo that left the bone that's there just piled up on each other they thought it was so much that they thought it was snowing Right. This was a this was a natural thing. These are the same people that said it was okay to off the dodo because the dodo was stupid, right? And therefore didn't deserve to live that long. You know, remember a lot of you grew up probably see see it even even seeing on cartoons because they never taught you this in school. They just taught you that the dodo went extinct. Nobody knows. We think that they might have been stupid. You saw cartoons, and every time you saw the cartoon, the dodo was stupid. Um, even in even in modern stuff, what is that? Um, Ice Age. Y'all ever seen how the dodo was presented to you in Ice Age? If you have children or if you've watched Ice Age, whatever, right? If you're a child at heart, I think even though my son's not even into it, I, I think I've watched four out of five of the Ice Ages myself. I'm a little child sometimes, so, right? But, but, I, but, but, you know, and when you watch how the dodo is shown, it's just shown as these things that are stupid and they take themselves out, they just fall off the cliff and that's it. The reality is the dodos were on the island, Right? And this island, supposedly, because of evolution, was separated from everything else. But And these dodos were just stunt, stupid and dumb and over time lost, um, left out. But the reality is is that these dodos were not, were not used to being hunted. They were not hunted. So since they weren't hunted, they were fine. They, weren't, they, they didn't have to worry about, you know, being prey. And they didn't overexhaust even being birds. They never overexhausted the food and all that stuff or whatever. And then here come these humans. And these humans come over where the dodos are. And all of a sudden, these humans are like, hey, these, these, these dodos are coming up to us. They're friendly. They're trying to figure out what we are. They're not attacking us. They're not doing anything. So literally, they would, they would wait for the dodo to come up to them. they take a hammer. Bow. They, were, they did it with one. Another one came up. Wow. They said, wow, this is easy. So they didn't even really have to hunt for dodos. Eventually, the dodos started trying to get away when it was too late. But at first, the dodos were friendly. They would assume that everything else there is friendly. Why would human beings be any less? That's why there's no more dodos. Now, you would say, now you were not taught that growing up, more than likely. 
you were probably taught more than likely like many people were including in cartoons because we have this weird philosophy that this is just a one-off like they just do it here or they just hide it in in textbooks but they they, they change the story in cartoons they change the story in in the words that you say they change the stories in politics right but the dodo was not stupid but what if they were to teach you that you came from a species that was stupid enough to just get hit in the head Right? What if they taught you that you came from a species of ape? And depending on which ape you came from, depending on what your intelligence level was. By the way, now there's Afrocentric people who are trying to use the same stuff to try and tell you and I why you evolved. Right? Why the Western, um, why the highland gorilla is different than the lowland gorilla, and depending on which one you came from, is why you're black or white. There's Afrocentric people trying to do the same thing, coming from the same tendencies of these people and the same teachings and trying to reshape African teachings to be able to make what it is. That's why I say it's not as simple as white or black. This is a spirit. Right? Idi Amin, black as they come, he taught that he had evolved more than anybody else. He researched Hitler and knew some of the stuff Hitler did on his own people. Hierarchy, right? Papa Doc, Haiti, across the water. Same thing. Used it. And they would go and say, see, see how stupid these people are? <coughs> I'll even use their cult-like practices, so to speak. I'll use the things that come from their culture. I'll use voodoo and stuff like that to come against it. But it's because they have devolved. It's not as simple as white or black, but we can we can see some of the stuff in Darwinism that makes its way in other places. And nobody wants to talk about that there's more atrocities that have happened under Darwinism, that have happened under evolution than any other type. Right? You talk about Muslim stuff, Muslim wars, more under Dar more under Darwinism, more under evolution. Right? They talk about Christianity and the Christian wars, more under Darwinism, more than evolution. They talk about what's happened in China and how China became a nation and Japan became a nation, right? More, more under evolution, right? Matter of fact, this is written in 1859. What's going to happen later? 1860 through 1865, you're going to have the what? Or well, really 1861 through 1865, but 1860 through 1865, you're going to have the Civil War, right? In the United States of America, manifest destiny, white man's burden, lost cause going to be right behind it. Here's this book, The Origin of Species, everything coming together. This is why we have to talk about this myth. This myth is still here. When somebody waves that flag and says, the South shall rise again, even though it's just the jack, it's the Confederate jack, not the flag. But nevertheless, when they raise that flag and you see that statue be erected and the South shall rise again and here come the daughters of Confederacy and the sons of the Confederacy and the tiki torches and, and, and the alt-right and Nazi sympathizers, if not just outright straight Nazi and KKK members, which they keep telling you don't exist, even though they, they, they wear just as many um, judge robes as they do white hoodies or white hoods. Whenever you see that, that's 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 Darwinism. That's Darwinism. Yeah, it's it, it, the wolf is in sheep's clothing, but it's still a wolf, right? You can say that you got a cell phone now and say technology is better. That doesn't mean Darwinism went anywhere. All right, let's go a little deeper.